Okay, hello everyone, it's Daishi Han Miller, and we're here with uh, this episode of Kudan Radio. So, obviously, if you can see on your screen there, um, why is that still on the screen? Probably because I didn't turn it off. How about that? There you go. Excellent. My smiling face, or uh, whatever it is. Anyway, um, I think I'm a little uneven here today, but that's all right. It just looked like we're on the Titanic kind of listing or something. Anyway, we'll get this fixed out, uh, fixed here. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, what I want to talk about during this episode is problems, right? I know that's not what it said on the paper or on the, on the little slide right there, but that's really what we're talking about. And this is a recurring theme, right? I mean, uh, in past episodes, in other audio training, video training and whatnot, uh, articles and things that I have, um, I've mentioned many, many times, right, that a ninja warrior protector, right, uh, we have to be solution-oriented people instead of being problem-oriented people, right? So, but what's what we really have to focus on is how we're using our mind, right, how we're using our brain. And so we're going to talk about uh, this and some of the modern science and those kind of things, right? But I don't want to get bogged down in those kind of things. What I want to do is I want to take a look at uh, – where we can get stuck, right, and why we need to refocus and uh, and catch ourselves, okay? Uh, so that coming up as soon as we get started. So the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. Okay, and uh, we are back and ready to go. So uh, if you read the, the, the lead-in, if you've been following for the last day or three that we've been promoting this episode, uh, you know that um, what I really led off with was uh, how lucky I feel to have had the teachers uh, that I've had where, um, and of course, everybody's exposed to the, pretty much the same lessons, right? Uh, but the way our minds are tuned, right, determines what we see, what we think about that, what we feel about that, and how we're going to act on that. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is, right? So I feel very lucky that I've been around teachers that, uh, or who, didn't just do step-by-step or physical fight skills or whatever in class, that we had way more going on uh, to make sure that we could be Right. That warrior protector that we're always talking about. Right. So, uh, you know, and again, what are we keeping people safe from? OK. Quick story. And this is really, really close um, uh, to me and to uh, what's going on in my life. And I'm not going to uh, mention a whole lot of details, maybe at some point in the future. But at the moment, uh, things are still kind of going on and I don't want to talk about the details. But. Um, we have to be resilient, right? Um, we have to be, uh, we have to be in a, in a, in a position where even if the unthinkable, and I mentioned that, I mean, James, how often do I mention like when the unthinkable happens, right? 
Uh, and sometimes we're talking about, you know, the bad guy showing up wanting to beat, break, or kill you, or, you know, somebody wanting to send you to ER or the morgue or whatever. And sometimes we're talking about, you know, somebody just someone or a situation or whatever, just pulling the carpet right out from under you. Right. And you just faced with something that literally was unthinkable. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like way down on your list as a possibility, right. In your own head, it was, it was like, how, how? <laughs> not even in there. Right. Well, I just had one of those. Okay. Uh, and my team knows, uh, all this stuff, but, uh, the, la the past week has been trying, to say the least, but looking back over the past week, um, while it has required way more energy, and there have been pockets of time where uh, I had a little bit of problem focusing and, and staying on track and getting things done, right, um, what I have to look at is that while things that I wanted to get done, right, our projects and things like that, right, um, the energy had to go somewhere else, okay? And being that warrior protector um, isn't always what we think it's going to be, right? Sometimes it's just, you know, somebody really, really close to you does a really, really, really dumb thing, but while one part of your brain, right, maybe all wrapped around uh, how that thing, right, was terrible and wrong and whatnot, right, there's a whole other part of you, right, that just can't pull the plug on uh, emotion and compassion and love and those kind of things, right? And so uh, you still have to do or you may choose to do, because I'm, I'm not going to say that I had to do anything, right? But I'm choosing to make sure that that person is still okay um, and well and unharmed to the best of my ability, right? Um, so, but anyway, right? So, again, problems, right? Uh, one of my mentors likes to say that um, you need problems, right? As much as people would like to avoid problems and have a life without problems, the only time that's going to happen is, one, you're dead, Right? Um, or just mental, so mentally incapacitated that you're breathing and you're upright, but you have no clue what's going on around you, right? So you have no responsibilities, you have no goals, you have no nothing, right? Or things are so routine and, I don't know, it's kind of like a level of acceptance where this is just the way it is. Then yeah, I'm good with that, right? So... Uh, my Mikio teacher used to always describe it as eating, sleeping, shitting, and doing it all, all over again tomorrow, right, which is the animal realm. But um, uh, so he always says that we should want problems because problems are an indicator that growth is happening, right? If you're moving in a direction of your goals or you're moving in a direction of something that you want or whatever, inevitably, problems are going to creep up, right? They're going to be things that you didn't foresee. They're going to be people, right? The world is full of people, right? As much as some of us would sit around sometimes and go, you know, if it weren't for people, I could get a lot of shit done, right? Except that without people, right, I couldn't live to my life purpose, which is to help as many people as possible live to a higher level of of potential, right? So um, 
but I'm not chasing them down, right? I mean, they have to want it, right? But uh, my 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 thing is to change the world by helping people get these timeless lessons that have been proven again and again and again, right? To just make a huge difference, right? But anyway, right? Um, if we're moving in the direction of our goals, problems are going to inevitably, inevitably pop up, right? So they're a sign of growth, right? But what what about when they're not, right? You know, I mean, problems with paying the bills or problems because somebody that you're connected with, uh, you know, um, does something, right? Does something in your direction, does something that wasn't in your direction, but inevitably, indirectly, whatever affects you anyway, right? Um, now there are opportunities for growth, right? Because either we have skills and we've developed skills along the way, and then when problems pop up, we have the opportunity to focus on problem solving, right? And clearing things as quickly as possible, right? So we can get back on track, right? Or we don't have the skill sets and we run into a problem and we have to sort it out and we end up developing skill sets or at the very least experience at handling that kind of situation so that that'll never happen again. Not that the situation or one like it won't happen, but we'll, with things like that, we'll never get caught with nothing in the toolbox Right. We'll have something more later. We'll have experience to fall back on. We'll have whatever. Right. We may even have kind of a, a plan that we worked out. And so we've got a process or whatever. Over time, that's what ends up happening. Right. We develop processes. I'm going to talk about that. Um, there's there's some brain things. I was trying to really come up with layman's terms for these things, but um, I'm just going to just use layman's terms for the rest of the thing because I, I, I don't want, I don't want to confuse anyone. Right. So, but let's just say that the stuff that was developed or deter, uh, discovered, right. By our, uh, by, uh, the people that kind of founded or discovered or articulated our Mikyo teachings, right. These secret doctrines, which is, uh, from esoteric Buddhism and all these other, right, Eastern philosophies, which also, by the way, are mirrored in Western, uh, philosophies. I'm just a sucker for Asian culture and those kind of, they speak to me more. And I don't know if it's a karmic kind of connection over time, uh, or what it is, but, uh, while I have connections in other places, uh, you know, Europe and, and all those kind of things, right? Uh, I'm just kind of attracted in the, in the, Asian culture direction. Uh, so I, I think some of you guys can, can uh, relate to that. And if not, well, then I'll be wrong. So, <laughs> so but anyway, um, so, and it goes even before that, right? I mean, what we're talking about with our, with our Ninpo Mikyo and Mikyo, Mikyo is the Japanese uh, kind of, a, it's, it's kind of a contraction of uh, Himitsu, right? Which means uh, secret knowledge, right? Uh, secret study, that kind of thing, right? But it's the esoteric, it, from our, from our Nijitsu side of things, right? We have Omote and we have Uda. Omote is the, is the obvious frontal kind of things, right? So that's the conventional spiritual lessons and all that kind of stuff about karma and, and, uh, spirituality and compassion and all those kind of things, right? The Mikyo, the esoteric side of things, right? Is the Uda. It's the backside. 
right? It's the not so obvious, but it forces you to kind of wake up and be able to see things um, that hmm. if you train, right? If you train the martial arts and we're stepping in to, to deal with uh, an attacker, right? Um, so we understand that people's bodies, you know, like to a beginner, and somebody's, if, if we're moving in to do, let's say, the, the basic model to do an osotonage, right? So this great outward or great outside throw. We often call it a rear hip throw, but that's just for convenience, right? But when we move, what ends up happening is their ears come off their shoulders, their shoulders are no longer aligned with their hips, hips are off the feet, right? If they haven't collapsed at that point, all it's going to take is a slight shift in a given direction and everything collapses, right? So to a beginner, that's what they need, right? If the body's in that position, well, then the technique should work and the person should fall down, right? So because, you know, they keep forgetting about misaligning things and whatnot, and they try to power things or whatever. So more often than not, the instructor is probably talking about, look, you, you need to move the shoulder here. You need to do this or that. You need to push, pull, step, same time, right? And then his body ends up in this position where the ears aren't over the shoulder, shoulders are that kind of thing, right? And then they hit a point where, or they hit a situation where they're training with a partner who's extremely flexible. Drew, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about you. Uh, Shoshi Whistler, if you're listening, you know I'm talking about you, right? Um, where they can contort their body into that position and shift their hips or their knees and center their, their balance so that they don't collapse, right? They don't fall down, right? So I don't know if you've ever experienced that or not, but like their body's in a position physically where they should be dropping, except that they can still resist what you're doing. Well, how's that even possible, right? Well, it's because of what's going on on the inside, okay? So that's the, that's the obvious, right? If somebody's just looking for that physical form, it's a place to start, right? But the Uda, right, the, the Mikyo, the, the secret isn't really secret. It's just if you don't know what to look for, you, you're not going to see it, right? So there's a certain feel to that when their balance is going, right? Um, I have to know uh, more than just ha about putting their body in a certain, in a given position, right? There's what I call soft skills or the invisible, right? There are these things that you start to learn intuitively, right, that Without that, just putting them in this physical position may or may not work, right? But there's certain things that if I have them, whether anybody can see them or not, right, then this is going to work, right? So how do I know, right? Again, it's experiential. There's this intuitive knowledge kind of thing, right? Um, in, in a lot of these esoteric philosophies, they talk about opening the third eye. And often it's like position for those of you um, on Apple podcast or Stitcher or whatever. Right. According to a spot between my eyebrows. Right. Where often you'll see, you know, in, in some spiritual traditions or whatever, that this thing goes here. It's about this awakening or opening the third eye and things like that. It's intuition. Right. It's uh, in Japanese. It's uh, Hanya, uh, which is the transliteration of the Sanskrit prajna. Right. Which means uh, which is insight necessary for enlightenment to take place. Right. 
So what it is is that we're able to see things that aren't necessarily obvious right in front of you. Okay. So, I mean, reality, right? I'm, I move in against somebody who's throwing punches and whatnot, right? Um, I can see all the targets in the front of his body. I can see the targets on his arm or whatever. If I'm tuned to seeing his arm as a target, we talked about that not too long ago. Uh, if you're, if you're following like whiteboard Wednesday and stuff like that, right? So, but either way, these are the obvious ones right in front of me. And this is what most fighters go after, right? But what about all the targets on his back? How can I access those? Right? Well, I could do these octopus kind of maneuvers and sneak around behind. Yeah. Or I could, you know, um, drop him in a certain way that he lands on something that I saw was on the ground. And so I'm steering him so that he falls on that and that thing punches him in the kidney or whatever. Right. So, uh, again, it's seeing things that, right, most people can't. But again, for, for the longest while here, right, um, I've been talking about uh, what we what we need to do, right, these obvious things. And for some of you, maybe some of these things I've covered, not so obvious. But um, here's an obvious that maybe you've noticed. I have, right? Uh, we've talked about this when uh, uh, James and I talk about the uh, life purpose discovery process uh, program that I have, right? Exercise number one is, uh, you know, if you can wave a magic wand and create the life that you've always dreamed of living, right, what would not be a part of that life, right? And then exercise two flips that, you could wave that magic wand, what absolutely would be a part of that perfect life, right? And I know lots of people have hit a point where, um, you know, they're happy and everything is going well and what, and that's fine, right? Then, you know, if you're happy and you're energetic and you're vibrant and, you know, you, you, you feel uh, like you're uh, of value, you like yourself, all those kind of things, right? Um, that's, that's a good life, right? But we're not talking about, and this, this pops up in Mikio a lot, right? People will often gloss over things and go, well, you know, I'm having a good life, right? And they'll also often talk a good show, right? But every once in a while, right, the the, the reality behind the facade pops out, okay? Um, you know, and, and nothing. there's no better show of it these days than on social media, right? Everything's going well as long as everything is going well. But the reality is, is what do you like when things are not going well? Okay. The situation that I'm dealing with, um, there's an element within it that um, <laughs> let's just say that that element would not still be in my life. I'm trying to help somebody else through this thing. That element would not still be in my life after all that they have said and done over the last week. Right. And this is not me bringing drama. This is just this is an example of of one of those things that I will not tolerate in my life, right? It's a part of that exercise, number one. I didn't make these programs up so that I could just sell them to people and make a whole bunch of money or whatever. These are things that I have worked through myself, right? That program, James knows what I'm talking about, it's a very condensed version of really big lessons, right? It's kind of a shortcut, right, to get to at least one part, right, of this Seishin Techie personal clarity 
uh, that kind of stuff, right? But uh, and I was just talking to one of my uh, one of my uh, students today, uh, kind of checked in on me. How you doing? Much better today, right? But um, you know, I've been okay. I've been even if I'm just on a holding pattern, trying to figure out which way to go. And then as soon as I make that decision, I can go. We'll talk about that in a little while here. But um, what I said was going into any relationship, and I don't care if it's a business relationship, it's a, a friendship relationship, it's an intimate relationship or whatever, really threw off my wife when, when we were first discussing things. And she thought we were a little bit farther ahead uh, in the are we going to be together for a long time uh, decision uh, than I was. And um, I had to put the brakes on things and go, and I, I, you know, so what I, what I told her and what I tell everyone is um, I don't, at, at this point right here, I'm not ready to make that full commitment because I haven't seen you in one or both of determining factors that I need. Okay. And uh, those two factors are, I need to see you angry and I need to see you afraid, anxious, nervous, whatever, that kind of thing, right? Um, some people have some people have asked me, why, why would you do that to me? Why would you purposely make me angry or purposely make me anxious or afraid? Or, no, 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 I'm not going to make you that. I just need to see you under those conditions. And it would be, it would be great. I see this is going to sound so counterintuitive. It would be great if the thing you're angry about or the situation you're angry about or afraid about or whatever is one that we both collectively or we're in a group that has to solve that thing or has to navigate that thing or whatever, right? Because what I'm looking for is not you being angry and not you being afraid. All of us have conditions that will make us angry. All of us have conditions in our lives that will cause the adrenals to kick in, right? The fight, flight, freeze mechanism, whatever, right? Afraid, anxiety, whatever, okay? I'm not looking for fear and I'm not looking for anger. What I'm looking for is what that energy does to the person I'm going to make a decision about, about long-term relationship, long-term connectivity, right? And how I'm going to position myself relative to that person, okay? And I have family members, that once I got this part kind of in there, right, um, it determined distance, positioning, relative, you know, I, I can't do anything about the fact that they're family, but I can do something about the amount of time that I spend in their presence because of the effect that they can have on myself, my energy, my life, that kind of thing, right? So what I'm looking for out of the fear, anger, conditions is how the person operates through it in relationship to the problem they're trying to solve. Okay. Do they get through it? And, and it's okay, right? Because you, you've got emotion and energy on one side and you have intellect and problem solving and whatnot on the other side, right? What I need to see is, are they a team player or are they going to throw people under the bus or collapse in a, in a fetal position on the ground or step back and let everybody else do the hard work? That's what I want to see. Okay. It's not that I'm going to pull the plug and disconnect and walk away or whatever, but it will determine how close 
I get, how much I allow my life and the conditions in my life to intertwine with theirs. Because should something happen in mine or theirs because we're connected, whether it's direct or not, it affects, right? It affects the other person. It affects the other people, the group, dynamic and whatnot, right? So, but this all goes back to how much control we have over our own mind and how we see things, right? I think in a, in a recent Kuden, we were talking about uh, beliefs, personality traits, and habits, right? And how these things are huge indicators for success in whatever realm. And again, please note, because something came up in the last episode or a previous one, somebody made a comment that not everybody wants to have a lot of money or whatever. Success means different things to different people. Whatever that means to you is fine. When I use the word success or results or whatever, I'm not talking about you having a gazillion dollars and able to build the Taj Mahal, right? I'm talking about, and this is in our, this is in our, um, we call it a positioning statement. Um, if you follow me on YouTube, uh, I just started putting up shorts. And one of the shorts I just put up was about our mission statement um, at Warrior Concepts, right? Because that allows everybody to get on, get mentally on the same sheet of music, right? This is what we're all about. This is where we're going and this is who we help, period, right? So, um, but what I'm, what I'm talking about in our positioning statement, part of it points to, to our purpose, right? To teach these ancient lessons, right? Time tested, proven lessons to be able to help people to create more of the life they've always dreamed of living while simultaneously being able to protect that life from anything or anyone who might threaten to harm it. Right. There's nothing in there about money. There's nothing in there about who you're going to have a relationship with. Nothing. Right. That's left up to you. Right. So. But there's a problem. The problem is that and it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. Right. I, I had to be told this by teachers as well. Not my fault. Right. Because those of us on a personal development path are usually pretty high on the personal responsibility scale. And where you're not, if you're if you're working on growth, you'll find it, right? You'll find where you because you'll have to face it, right? Because it'll be one of the problems that creep up that keep you from getting certain things done. I don't care if it's that fam- favorite uh, vacation or the place where you really want to be living or having great kids that listen to you, and you know I don't care what it is, right? It's you define it, right? Um, but. It's that we've been we've been raised or we're we're in we're in a social cultural kind of thing where what you have is like a mass hypnosis kind of thing going on, right? Everybody at a certain point, most people drop the childhood dreams and the passion and the vitality and stuff like that, right? And somehow they get in their head that this is all there is, right? I hit this point, right? I get this job, and so then people are this way, and it just starts bogging down on you until very often, for most people, they hit a level of acceptance, right? 
And so the dreams poke through every once in a while, but very quickly our own mind, right? And there's, again, there's different parts of the brain that are wired for this. The, clo- the, the ones I'm ref- uh, referring to now are really, really close to the brainstem, if not a part of it, right? So, uh, but what ends up happening is this thing happens and then we get stuck, right? And then what ends up happening, because we listen to the way other people speak, the way they describe things, whatever, we start picking up on those things because it's how we communicate within this group, right? It's what you do, right? So instead of, you know, because you might get shut down a couple of times, instead of, you know, somebody, instead of answering the question, hey, man, how you doing, right? Or, hey, hey, girl, how you doing, right? Um, instead of going, doing really well, you know, you start talking about your successes or whatever, right? And then what ends up happening is you're often shot down in one way or another, right? They grumble or they go, you wait, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Or, or they tell you how crappy their day is. And then you just stop, right? You just stop talking like that. And eventually over time, what ends up happening is you just start parroting what everybody else is saying. Hey, how you doing? I'm here. Right. It's almost like if we don't have something bad to say, we don't have anything to say at all. Right. So, hmm. Interesting, right? So what ends up happening is we get wired, right? We get into this this bubble. And it's not intentional, right? The stuff that's getting programmed and a part of this finding stasis, right? Finding finding a, a norm, right? Um is is way deep down, subconscious, unconscious kind of stuff, right? It's kind of like if you drive or maybe even even ride a bike, right? In the beginning, right, I mean, you know, you're, you know, on edge, right? And while you may have been cocky getting in behind the wheel, you know, for the first couple of minutes, right, as soon as you get moving and you make that first mistake, right, everything just starts to, you know, fire and tense and there's anxiety and all that kind of stuff, right? Because you're worried about accelerator, brake, stop signs, lines on the road, who's talking to you that should shut up, you know, whatever, right, steering wheel, all kinds of things, right? So, but think about it, right? Same thing on a bike, right? Balance and, and roads and other cars and sounds that are happening and distractions and all kinds of things, right? But over time now, right, what do you think about? It's almost as if the car or the bike is operating itself. You know you're driving, but it's almost like you're just lightly making sure that everything's going in the direction you want. I'm going to be going this speed, so just a little bit more pressure, right? But you don't even think about that, right? You look at the speedometer and you go, hell, I'm at 55, I'm going 35, right? And so you pick up the pace, right? It's like you and the car are one, right? Same thing with a bike or whatever. You don't even think about it, right? Somebody, you know, blows a horn or whatever, and you communicate with them. Or, you know, you wave, whatever, right? Whatever form of communication you you have in that moment, right? But they become the norm. And then what ends up happening is if something occurs that's outside of that, including the desire for change, the system fires because it's also wired to the fight, flight, or freeze mechanism, right? Your amygdala and all that. 
because now we're entering the unknown. Or the change might be moving, moving us in a direction that we've always convinced ourselves wasn't me. Or we're going to move in a direction that's going to be more like, oh, those guys, right? Those people over there, right? So it, it starts to fire things up, right? Anxiety, all kinds of things, right? And so we can actually create more problems, okay? So the problem is not just the problem, right? My, my Mikio teacher introduced me this, this idea a long, long time ago. He said the problem isn't the problem, right? It's the way we look at the problem that's the problem. Because we can look at the problem and immediately start looking for a solution. Or we can look at the problem, dwell on the problem, be worried about the problem, be worried about the outcomes if the problem doesn't just go away, right? All kinds of things, right? We can wish that it would just go away or whatever, right? But I just wait long enough. Or we get caught up in... And I, I hear this from prospective students all the time, right? Online, local, whatever, right? Um, it's not the best time. Well, shit, it's never the best time. Because they're looking for utopia to hit, so they don't have anything else to worry about, so they can put all their attention on this. Good luck. Right? It doesn't work that way. Okay? So, but, again, that for later, right? Um, it's about how we've been programmed, and again, not your fault. It's how we've been programmed to deal with problems and to deal with problem solving, okay? How many people do you know, and if it's you, don't tell me, how many people do you know that have told the same story about the same problem for weeks, months, or years on end? This bad thing happened to me, around me, whatever. And so here it is, 15 years later. This is not a me thing. 15 years later, I'm still telling, well, see, I'd like to tell you that I'm telling the same story. But I've heard the typical stories that I've heard, and I'm talking like 85, 90% of the stories that I've heard, change over time. And they just get worse and worse and worse. Because the person just keeps filling in more and more details. And see, another problem with our brain wiring, and it's not a problem, right? Conceptualization functions add, right? They, they turn suppositions. They turn guesswork. They turn assumptions, all that kind of stuff. They turn them into real things. So the next thing you know, right, this guy that may have accidentally affected your life now, right? Oh, motherfucker! Just, oh, he was, I, I, he's been—he was out to get me for a long time, and da da da, and he finally did it, and whatever, right? So, um, but then what ends up happening is because we keep telling the same story, and we keep reliving it. See, all these systems are, are wired together. We keep reliving it, visualizing it, saying it, making it real, keeping it real. Not like, keep it real, man. Not that kind of keeping it real, right? But what ends up happening is part of your brain 
that's that's responsible for memory and storage and all that. Oh, and by the way, memory is lucid. It's not fixed, right? What ends up happening is it slides it in as though it were real. And especially if you're using that for the reason you can't or the reason you're not, right? If it's attached to things like I am, I need, right? Those kind of things, right? Um, it just it just all gets stuck, right? So the title of this episode was what? Is it the mind or the brain? Something like that, right? Um, weapon or anchor. What I want for you, I don't know, if, and I can't tell you what you should want for you. What I want for you, what I want for all of my students and anybody else that I'm, I'm helping, whether we have a, a formal connection or not, is for your mind to be a weapon. It's for your mind to be a tool, right? Something that can solve problems very, very quickly. Cut through the problem, solve it, get it out of the way so that you can keep on growing, um, or it can fix a problem or whatever it is very, very quickly. That's, that's what I hope for everybody, right? But the first thing we have to recognize is R, R, R. The things that we may be doing that's actually making our brain act more like an anchor than a tool for getting things done. Okay? And if we think about an anchor, right? I know, you know, ship drops anchor and then it gets stuck on the bottom. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, but see, that's not it, right? I mean, it does that. Kind of, right? Because it depends on what it hooks up on, right? If the ship drifts in a certain direction, that anchor can come free. A ship can, you know, move across the water, dragging that anchor, depending on the force of the winds or whatever that's catching it. But here's the problem with it, right? And this goes right to the heart of problem solving. The more the anchor that comes off the ship, chain, rope, whatever, right? And the deeper it has to drop, the harder it is to pull it back and the more effect it has on the ship, even before it touches down. Right? If you've ever been on a boat or a ship or whatever, they drop anchor, right? The ship, if they're not careful, like my wife and I love cruising, right? So they have these little freaking sideways motors and stuff like that that move the thing like, you know, sideways, right? It's really cool, right? And they can correct for that. But ships that only have like one rudder or a rowboat or whatever, you drop a, an anchor over the side, there's the friction of the chain of the rope on that particular part of the boat, and the boat will like spin or hook or shift. Sorry, I just bumped my own desk, right? Um, but <laughs> that was kind of coincidental though, wasn't it? It just made everything shake, right? Okay. But there's an effect simply because it's operating. It's, it's doing its thing, right? So it's affecting the ship or the boat even before it touches down and hopefully catches on a rock or something like that. So you can't go anywhere, right? But the farther it goes, right, it's a heavy weight, right? It's a heavy weight, right? Typically when they drop anchor, you just let go and it goes. So pulling it back or stopping it midway just gets more and more and more difficult. And often what has to happen is you have to wait until it hits. And everything stops moving, and now you can pull it back, 
What I'm getting at is the longer you let a problem fester, the harder it is to fix it. The harder it is to solve it. Okay? I'm just a big fan that in, in, in the, the belief, and this might not be true, but it works for me because I believe it to be true. And that's the cool thing about beliefs, right? But it's not just that you hold a belief. There's some other elements that, in it, that are in it. We'll talk about that when I get to the problem solving, the solution kind of thing, right? Um, because we, we, put, we put energy into things. What is important is what your perspective is and where you're funneling the energy, right? If, you know, if I'm holding a garden hose and it's on, the same amount of water is spraying, same volume, same pressure, all that kind of stuff, right? But it's going to have a different effect if I hold it over my grandson's swimming pool to fill it than if I hold it over the garden, than if I hold it pointing at, I don't know, my wife on a bad day, <laughs> right? Whatever, right? The karmic effect is going to be different, right? But it's the same energy. It's the same it's the same stuff. It's the same thing with our energy, right? One, you only have so much. So we have to, you know, decide where we're going to put it, okay? And we can do it just like in the life purpose discovery process. We can do it intentionally or we can let it happen accidentally, right? So anyway, um, so there's, again, there's this anchor thing, right? And the longer it goes, so... It's in our best interest to kind, of, to kind of take stock of, like, typical problems and, and things like that, right? You know, uh, and, and, and decision-making and stuff like that that has to happen, uh, that happens every day, all day long, right? Think about it. What am I going to eat? What am I going to have for lunch, right? Uh, what, what are we going to do this weekend? Uh, whatever. I mean, most – and I'm – I would say about 85% right, of the decisions that we have to make every day or the problems we have to solve. Most people don't think of, you know, what you're going to eat for dinner or you go out to a restaurant or whatever. Um, and so what are you going to have, right? Uh, they don't see that as a problem to be solved, but it is. You're hungry and you can't sit there for three days waiting to decide what it is you're going to have, right? So... But I've seen people sit. I've had it happen where, you know, I'm going out to eat with my wife because we live very, very busy lives. We're both professionals in two different directions. So we cherish the time that we have together. And so, you know, if she wants to stay in and we'll order, right, um, I'm cool with that, right? Um, if one or the other wants to go out or whatever, the other one's probably like, yeah, okay, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that we know where. We know what we want to eat, anything like that, right? All we know at the moment is we just want to hang out, just want to spend some time together, okay? That's it, right? But then I, or I've seen other people, right, just mull. I just did it yesterday, right? The, 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 the problem solving of the week that required most of my energy, right, that was in the 15% that needed mental work and all that kind of stuff, right? literally suck things out so that just deciding what I wanted from for lunch at a restaurant that we stopped at took quite a bit of time until I finally just said, you know what, I'll take that, 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 and that was a main and two sides. 
thank you very much. Not like I'll have one of each. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like that, right? Okay. But what ends up happening is for most people, and we have to be careful that we're not in that group, right? They spend an inordinate amount of, inordinate amount of time trying to make decisions about the 85% of things that are really mundane, right? And they just let them stew and mull and, well, what if I, what if I order that and I don't like it? What if, uh, you know, uh, because what's happening, uh, it, you know, it causes some kind of stress or anxiety or whatever. And those kind of things are normally, they normally happen because we have some kind of deep-seated, either conscious or unconscious level fear that we're going to lose something, right? What if I don't like it? Well, what are we really saying? Well, I'm going to end up spending money on something. See, it's loss, right? I'm afraid I'm going to lose money because I ordered this thing. I can't send it back and or whatever, right? So, or I'm going to lose the love of somebody or the respect from somebody or whatever, right? And we just end up getting freaking boxed in more and more. And the longer we let it fester, not only do we get more deeply entrenched in the habit pattern we created, but we let those other people or situations or whatever hold a tighter grip on us and our decision-making and things like that, right? So, uh, you know, just, again, it's one of these things where the longer you let it happen, but again, 85%, well, how do we know what's in the 85%? For me, it's asking a question. Okay. Will what I'm having to eat today affect me five years from now? And I know while some people will go, well, of course, it'll affect you somehow, right? Yeah, I know. But what's the what's the what's the gravity of the situation, right? Um, so is it going to affect me an hour from now, right? Is it going to change my life? Is it going to affect me tomorrow, next day? Same thing with you know when when I find myself getting angry. Right? Am I still going to be angry about this an hour from now? What about tomorrow? What about a week from now? If the answer is no, well, then how about just not just changing my mood and not be angry sooner? Right? Because I'm expending energy on this anger. Right? And again, I, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, right? If, if you're happy with your life and, and you know, You've got compassion rolling and, you know, you're content and and life is life is good. You're vibrant. You're you're you're, you know, excited to wake up in the morning and and do whatever it is that you do. Gardening or whatever it is. Right. You got a great life. Right. But if you're riddled with depression or anxiety or anger or envy or whatever. Right. Um, you can say whatever you want. But I can't imagine living. Yes, I can. Because I used to. Okay? Living in that state. And partly I lived in that state because I was mimicking from a young age the adults around me because that's how I thought you do things. And then I met other mentors and learned other things. Except steering that big ass ship at that point, And I was only in my mid-20s. Right? Steering that big-ass ship at that point was difficult enough. Right? So, anyway, um, so, here's, so here's the thing. Right? If we're going to make this happen, 
there's certain things that we need to do. And these are not Jeff's ideas, right? These are not Daishihan Miller's ideas, right? These are not Grand Poobah's ideas, right? I'm pulling from lessons that are more than 2,500 years old. As a matter of fact, they go back almost twice that if we were to go back to the Upanishads, the Vedas, uh, things like that, right? That way, be, way before, right? Um, they were, this stuff was codified uh, as Mikyo, right? Uh, which is most often known in worldwide as the Vajrayana. So if you know about Tibetan Buddhism or whatever, the Vajrayana, right? It's that, except that the Japanese form, Mikyo, is older. The problem is that people generally don't know about it because Tibet got lots of press because the Chinese government did its thing, right? And I'm not here to call shots or whatever, right? It's just it's the way it is, right? Um, what's that old saying? The uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease, okay? So uh, if you're not, um, you know, if you're not expressing yourself or you're not, you know, putting yourself out there or whatever, you're not going to get the help you need. You're going to be doing it all yourself. You're going to be swimming upstream, running uphill, all those kind of things, right? Uh, I just told my team, last, was it this past week, James? Um, my new favorite slogan from uh, one of my mentors when it comes to, like, putting out all this stuff, right? Like, we're going to be breaking down, like, the, the Kuden episodes, the Whiteboard Wednesdays and all that into smaller chunks because I know what kind of an attention span most people have. And they don't know me, so are they willing to invest, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half into getting a full lesson or, right, well, you know, there's that fear creeping in again, right? I got shit to do, Sensei. I got other cat and dog videos to watch. I got, you know, I got to watch that one where the, the octopus was trying to get uh, at, the, at the crab, but the crab was in a jar. And so, you know, what, seriously? But anyway... <laughs> Um, so they're worried about losing time. They're worried about losing, uh, you know, the opportunity to watch some other thing or whatever, right? So what we're doing is breaking stuff down to create more, right? Well, this tactic is the same thing I did a bunch of years ago when I wrote, what is it, James, on easyinarticles.com. I wrote almost 600 articles or about 600 articles in the course of about, Two years, two and a half, three years, something like that, right? Um, that was a lot of writing, right? Uh, and I ended up getting contacted by somebody um, who uh, got my name off of a list. Uh, I somehow ended up on a list of being one of the top 10 or 20 most influential martial arts instructors online. Except I was only putting stuff out so that students would be able to benefit from things, right? I wasn't trying to become anything like that, right? Well, if my goal, which I mentioned earlier, if my goal is to help as many people as possible with these lessons, to create more of the life they want to be living, and to have the kind of skills and skill sets, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and yes, physically, right? To be able to handle anything that would threaten that life, their sanity, their well-being, all that kind of stuff, right? Then I need to get out in front of as many people as possible, which is going to cause a problem. It already has. It's going to piss some people off, okay? But I'm prepared for that, and it's not because I'm going to get into arguments with them, right? Growth, what I say earlier, growth 
inevitably produces problems. If you're trying to avoid problems, if you're trying to make everybody else happy, if you're trying to have no one be mad at you or whatever, you will never, ever freaking grow. Ever. You will be at the whim of everyone else. And if you feel like that already, there's a reason for that. Okay? And if you don't, I don't know why you're listening to this unless I'm just a cool, handsome guy and you can't help yourself. Um, and I don't believe that to be true. But anyway, there's that. So, uh, but my new favorite quote, right, is I'm not trying to be liked. I'm trying to be known. Right? If, if people don't know that I exist, then they won't have access to these lessons. They can have access to what lessons like them, but not delivered the same way, not from the same experience, whatever, right? And I'm okay with people getting the same lessons from somebody else. I'm not in competition with anybody else, right? As long as they get the lessons. But if they don't bump into one by me, but they don't like some fat old bald guy, right, telling them the story because they need some 20-something with eight-pack abs looking a certain way, delivering the message, whatever, right? But at least they bumped into it, and now they can begin their research to go find other things, read other articles, find books, look for other YouTube videos, whatever, right? Um, you know, or they could follow more of my stuff or whatever. Doesn't matter. But until they bump into it, nothing's going to happen for them, okay? So I need to put out as much as possible to increase the chances that they will bump into the lessons, okay? Um I don't think it was, was it the last one? I think it was the last one. Was the last episode uh, the one where we talked about Fudomyo? So I'm going to talk about him again today. Um, was that last one or maybe the one before that? Uh, we talked about the Sadhana of the 13 Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and how on there, that's a path. It's a, it's a path for growth, right? And the very first character is this Fudo character, right? His fangs and, uh, you know, squinty furrowed eye or, you know, squinted eyes and he's this furrowed brow and he's got flames crackling off his skin and he's holding a sword in one hand and a rope in another and whatever, right? So I'm going to talk about him uh, today, but from a different perspective, because again, these time, these lessons are timeless, right? Enlightenment wisdom is timeless, right? It may look different in the era you're in, but what's happening behind it, what, what makes it come into being is the same, okay? It's the same. Okay, so um, uh, where was I going with that? Shit, um, I just got off track <laughs> talking about Fudo. Um, oh, shit. Well, anyway, I'll come back to it. Um, James is squinting at something. What are you looking at? Oh, there he is. Look at that. <laughs> How do we do that? There we go. Ta-da! How did I make you go away? I don't know how that works. Anyway, all right. <laughs> That'll confuse some people. Um, so anyway, um, were you looking for which episode it was? Yes, it was two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, okay. So anyway, if you're like, you know, long-time listener or whatever, you might uh, uh, recognize these things. Where the hell was I going before I mentioned Fudo? See, you weren't even listening. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, again, what we need, right, the first thing we need is to be able to recognize that everything that we're working with, right, is all the same. 
Okay. In Mikyo, we always say that samsara, which is supposed to be like our everyday world, right? Um, people often say it's the Buddhist hell or whatever. It isn't, right? The word samsara means to go around very much. What that means is like you're stuck on a merry-go-round, right? We have phrases for that in English, right? Same shit, different day. What goes around comes around, all that kind of stuff, right? But what it is, is it's the same patterns. It's the same things, right? And people are always looking for new tricks, new solutions or whatever, when it's not the it's not the trick it's not the get rich quick thing it's not the solve this thing quick it's not the blow out the candles and the wish come true thing or whatever it's the process right if i if i understand that when something starts to happen there's a process that i can run which i'm going to give you a process today right if i can run this process that i stand like a 90 to 95% chance of quickly resolving the problem or getting what I want within that realm of the 15% that's going to take some work, not the 85% that just make a freaking decision, right? Just you want to clear those things off your plate as quickly as possible. People end up procrastinating or holding shit off. Like, well, I'll talk about that tomorrow. How long will it take to fix it? Ah, it's just, it, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Fucking do it now. We'll just... <laughs> You know, <laughs> if I have a thought in my head, I know if I have a thought in my head about something that I want to work on later or would make a good project or a book or whatever, right? I whip out my phone, right? For those of you not on video, right? Okay, I whip out my phone and there is an app that I put right center stage as soon as it opens up, right? I don't know if you can see this or not. See that? Where is it? Where the hell is my finger, right? It's it's this the yellow one. See the what the hell? There you go. See that one right there? Okay, it's a note app. Okay, I just press that right, and I have many right. There's all the categories. I don't know if you can see that or not. Put that in front of that. There we go. Right, these are all categories that I have all my notes and projects. Right, um, I do a little bit. Right, that's just let's see which one is this. This is just my general one. Right. So that's just that's just what's going on or that I keep front and center. Um, personal stuff goes in personal and all that kind of stuff. Right. But anyway, is it stuff all the stuff that I'm working on right now? No. Sometimes it was just like had an idea or I saw like I remember one time I was at um, my daughter, who is now. Coming up on 21 right? in uh, she's in university. Uh, she was 13, 14, something like that. And I had her at um, at her um, uh, dance class, right? And I just happened to be like, you know, sitting there and just watching her do her thing and looking around. And there's this thing on the wall, right? This quote from somebody. I was like, holy shit, that's fantastic, right? So I had a choice, right? Try to remember that for later. And with the amount of stuff that I do on a regular basis, I do, I do a little bit, right? Um, the chance of me remembering it, kind of slim to none, right? So I whip out that thing, copy it, right? In hindsight, I should probably just taken a picture and filed it, but I'm old school, so because writing is the active part of thinking, right? So it gets in there more easily, right? Because God knows everybody walks around now taking pictures of everything and anything, right? Um, planning on remembering it later, but then they end up with a freaking, you know what, a billion pictures, and nothing's filed, nothing's organized, nothing's anything, right? And they don't even remember that they took um, 90% of them. But anyway, so 
um, I just I I get it done now, right? And you know, uh, today I was I was um, uh, watching a YouTube video on something that I'm researching, and this person that was covering things, right? I was really engaged with what they were doing, and um, the the name of a book popped up, right? I was watching a YouTube video. I hit pause. I went and looked it up. Click done, right? Now it's in my to read this week thing, or at least get started on it. But then I got thinking, hmm, with the stuff that's going on, plus the added extra from the family thing and all that, uh, I wonder if it's on Audible. Hey, look, audio book. I can now listen to it back and forth uh, to and from the dojo or wherever I'm going and or in downtime or whatever, and just take notes while I'm listening and, and whatnot. So it's all good, right? So, but that took like a couple of minutes as opposed to how much time would it have taken me later had I barely remembered two weeks from now that I wanted to do that. But now I have to go back through YouTube videos or the history in my YouTube thing to try to find the video that I was watching and remember the guy's name who was teaching the lesson and then watch how much until I hit the name of the freaking book again. That's it. Right. So most people just blow opportunities like that because they're like, well, screw it. That's too much work. Right. Which is why most people will never be successful to the degree that they want to be successful, because most people will always hit a ceiling. However, low or high that is where they just consciously make a decision that it's not worth it. Okay, I don't know what the benefits are like. I imagined what they would be like. But that's just too much work for me. I'm not willing to put invest that much time, effort, money, resources, brain power, physical effort, whatever. Um, so they don't. And I'm not here to tell them that they should. Right. It's they just they. You know, they hit a point where they realize just how difficult it's going to be, which is why in the martial arts, most people drop off. Um, if you're, if you're, if the school's not solid, most people will drop off within the first hundred days, which if you've ever gotten training partners, um, that's why they're always so temporary, right? Because you're not speaking their listen, right? You're telling them what they have to do and no one likes to be told what they have to do. Okay. So it is what it is. Right. Um, and then the next group falls off, uh, at the four to 11 month mark because, it just gets to be too much work or redundant or they aren't controlling other aspects of their lives or they don't see the value of this stuff outside of physical self-defense. So first problem pops up in their life. Instead of seeing that this is going to keep me sane, this is going to keep me even distracted, right, from that thing. So I don't have to be thinking about it all the time. Or this is going to provide the tools and and leverage and whatnot and provide me with the, the lessons about solving the same kind of problems that thousands, if not, not millions of people before me across time, back for hundreds, if not thousands of years, have used, right? If they don't have that perspective on things, this will be one of the first things to go. It is what it is, right? So... Um, so let's go back to this, this Fudo guy. And again, um, I'm not sure if you posted a link in that previous episode, James, um, but there's a, 
I, I actually I put it on the slide, didn't I? It was this character that was on the slide. But um, I'll, I'll when we when we formulate this stuff and get it out, I'll make sure down in the description uh, there's a uh, there's a link to a picture, painting or something of this character Fudomyo, right? Uh, that's the Japanese uh, uh, name. This immovable king, immovable queen. Um, it's one of the light kings, light queens, right? Has to do with enlightenment, but from a wrathful, uh, pissed off, I will make this happen kind of thing, right? Absolute commitment to making things happen um, kind of thing, or not stopping the bullshit kind of thing, because it works in both directions, right? Uh, in Sanskrit, it's achalanata. Um, and that actually refers to, like, the fire that burns away uh, all impurities, something like that, right? So, but it's an internal fire. It's that uh, a couple of my friends and a couple of teachers used to say, uh, what kind of fire I had in my belly kind of thing. It had nothing to do with a big belly. It had to do with this internal passion and commitment to get something no matter what. Once I decide that I'm going to get something, I'll figure it out, okay? So, uh, but anyway, right? So we're going to use that character um, differently than the previous episode. So if you if you listen before, right, try not to roll your eyes or click away uh, or whatever, right, unless you absolutely have to go, because whatever you've heard before, I'm going to be covering it from a different perspective, right? And that's the cool thing about these Miko lessons is that there, there's so much depth and all you have to do is shift things a little bit. And the new perspective realigns the lessons in a way that just creates something different. Okay. So uh, in the past, I've, I've described this Fudo character because again, it doesn't matter if, if they're a painting or if it's a statue, like the picture that I have on that previous slide for two episodes ago is actually a statue that I have on my Butsudan, right? It's, he stands, oh, what is that? Oh no, foot, maybe a little bit more. James, you know, right? That big red statue that I have, right? Um, so uh, big, big old uh, statue kind of thing, right? So I didn't steal anybody's pictures. Uh, but when I introduce people to that character, right, um, what, I, what I typically highlight is uh, just three primary uh, symbols on there. And then I'll mention that the five elements that everybody likes to avoid because, you know, Stephen Hayes made that shit up, right? That the five elements are there, right? But that's just, what, eight out of 113 symbols on this one image, right, that points at just different things, right? So, um, so what I would normally be pointing out is, you know, he is standing on a rock, right, or this craggy rock kind of thing, or sometimes you'll see him standing or seated on like a throne or a, or a base kind of thing, right? Um, in the case of being of standing on a rock, right, what you'll see are these waves, right, etched in or painted up against the rock because the rock's being pounded, right? The rock is misshapen. It's only flat at the top, right? But it's misshapen and whatnot or oddly shaped because the, the waves are just pounding against this thing, right? So the base, right, earth, right, this solidity, stability, strength, that kind of thing. And, and there's different words used depending on whether we're talking about physical, mental, emotional, whatever, right? The waves, right, 
that's the water element present, right? Flames are crackling off of his uh, his body and whatnot. Often because of the way that the pictures have to be painted, it looks like it's a wall of flame behind him, but it's not. It's it's actually crackling off the skin, right? So there's the fire element, right? And then the 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 flames are being fanned, right? So I guess I should do it this way because typically you're going to see it being fanned uh, to the left, right? So that's the presence of the wind element, and then these other 113, so what does that make it? 109 elements fit into the void realm, right? But either way, right? So we can refer to these things in, in different ways. So, and then the, these three primary um, symbols, this uh, sword of wisdom that cuts in all directions, right, uh, is in the right hand. There's a coiled rope that's actually made of five colors, right, uh, that's in the left hand, right? Uh, and then again, these flames, right? They're they're an important part of the three primary uh, things as well. So uh, we'll, we'll get back to them, right? We'll get back to them. But what I really want to talk about is uh, the the process, or the it is a process. It's a it's a mini process, right? Um, for solving problems, solving problems within those that fifteen percent that requires your attention, your energy, that kind of thing, right? Not it's sucking energy because of procrastination, because of fear, anxiety, worry, anger, whatever, right? Envy, pride, all that kind of shit, right? So um, the first thing that we need, right, after we've determined whether or not this is part of the 85%, I'm just going to freaking make a decision Right? Most people are afraid of being wrong. Right? They're afraid of being wrong. Right? What if this doesn't work out? Make another damn decision. One of my teachers a long time ago, right? There was that, and this, this showed up in a, in a kuden a long time ago, um, but it, it springs up every once in a while, right? Um, he was talking about, and I, I was going through a really rough time. There was marital things. I was in the military. There's all kinds of stressors going on, and I was caught in that loop complain, tell people, try to get allies, consciously or unconsciously, doesn't matter, right? The only reason why people tell other people um, stories is for one of two reasons, to get help in solving it, right, or to get allies. And when it comes to the allies or the help in solve, they either do it because they're trying to get help because they don't want to do it themselves or they're trying to get help because they don't they know they can't do it themselves, right? And in the case of not wanting to do it themselves, they're hoping that the other person will just say, I'll take care of it. Is what it is, right? I was caught in that kind of loop. Okay. So before you think I'm standing on a pedestal talking about this stuff, uh, no, I've lived this stuff. But anyway, um, that's where I got this lesson, right? That warriors are people of decision, right? We make decisions. Okay? So Right. If you got a problem, right, you got three choices. You can get away from it. You can, uh, if it involves people or whatever, right, you you can change the paradigm, right. So if it's if it's a situation, you change your relative position to it, so it's easier to handle, right. In the case of people, you have a discussion with somebody. You go, know, this isn't this isn't working so well. We need to renegotiate this thing so that like I'm not taking the brunt of all this. Or whatever. So it's, you know, 
equally beneficial or equally uncomfortable, right? Uh, I remember when, you know, I went through a divorce and had child custody kind of things, right? Uh, the lawyer that I hired, right? Um, the other side was trying to make it so that I had to, like, you know, drive an hour and a half one way to either pick up or drop off because, you know, I was the bad guy, even though, anyway, it doesn't matter, right? I'll, I'll be the bad guy. It's okay. So, but anyway, what he said was, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We're, you're going to meet at this midway point, right? And so on drop-off, you're going to meet here because there was no exact middle point. So on drop-off, it's going to be here. So it's a little bit farther for me to drive or pick up, sorry, pick up, a little bit farther for me to drive. Drop-off is going to be at this other point, right? So it's about a five, ten-minute difference, right? But that's where this other exchange is going to take place because this needs to be mutually uncomfortable, not where one person always has the brunt of the work or whatever, right? Which is why we were in a situation like we were in. So anyway, it doesn't really matter, right? So you, you negotiate or whatever, or you realign your own perspective so that you can accept that this is something that, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, I can put up with this because the more I fight this, the less energy I have to get things done that I re that are way more important. So this now, I just realign it so it goes into the 85%. That way, when something pops up, I can make a quick decision, get it off my plate, it's handled, and I go take care of this other stuff, right? So, but either way, don't bitch about it. Don't complain about it, right? Because either way, it if you do that, then it, you're you're listening, right? But it reminds you, others, and the universe that you really are the victim. And unless you don't want to be the victim, I mean, if you do, congratulations, you're successful, right? But if you don't want to be, then we don't want to be thinking, speaking, and acting like we're a victim, okay? Because it just reinforces the problem, okay? So anyway, all right. So the way we're going to look at Fudo today is we're going to look at the conditions, right? You've got the winds going on, right? Winds are typically translated as uh, one type of force or current or whatever, but uh, often it's about change. It's about things that are, that are um, uh, trying to move you around, right? Or, or you, you don't have any grounding, right? So it's, 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 all these things that can move you from place to place, right? The waves, right, are the elements that can rock you and keep you off balance. So wind can move you around situations, places, relationships or whatever that, you know, you may not want to be in, right? But it's more chaotic. It's it's like you're... you're um, uh, you're out of control, right, of your own condition or situation, right? But it's external forces, right? And while the water can be external forces as well, this is more the emotional kind of stuff, right? I'm off balance, okay? I can't think straight. I can't, uh, you know, I can't get things done, uh, whatever, okay? Can't make decisions, uh, I'm on an emotional roller coaster, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's these 
internal and external kind of things going on, right? So the three-part process, and each process has a little bit more to or each piece has a little bit more to it, but we don't have time for all that. So I'm going to give you the three pieces, and I really do want you to write this down, okay, because it becomes the process for handling things, right? So the first thing is, just like my teacher taught me, is to make a decision about this thing. Person, place, thing, event, situation, or whatever. Make a decision. And I mean decide. And once you've made a decision, decide. Right? This is the way it's going to be. Okay? Yeah, but what if, what if I'm wrong? What, what, just like he said, right? What, you know, what if you make a decision and you find out it wasn't a good decision? Make another decision. We, that's what we do. We make decisions. Okay? That's what leaders do. That's what warriors do. Okay? They make decisions. Okay? So I can't go back. Now, I can get back with somebody that I, maybe I walked away from or whatever, reconcile, whatever. But you can't undo the little loop thing that happened. But you can, you know, so you can't. Most people are worried that, you know, they can't take it back. You're right. But that doesn't mean you can't come at it from a different perspective. Okay? But either way, right? We make a decision. And when you make a decision, you decide. Okay? So uh the 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 um the rock or the base that Fudo is standing on, okay, is about firm resolve. No matter what's bashing, no matter what's going on. This is where the immovability comes in. But it's not like you're stubborn, immovable. It's this shit that's going on around me. It's not that it's not going on. So there's no denial, right? But I'm I'm firm, right? I'm I'm gonna do this thing, right? The second thing, once we've made a decision, I can't worry about all the other what ifs. This is what I'm, this is what I'm choosing. Right? I don't give a shit if you flip a coin, but decide. And really decide. Step two, commit to that decision. All in. Okay? Because if you vacillate, if there's doubt, if there's anxiety or whatever, it's just, it's not going to work well. Okay? Because there's going to be, confusion and indecision and all that at every turn, right? And sometimes, a lot of times, it's the person with the most commitment to something that gets everybody else to go along for the ride. Because most people don't want to put in that much energy. Most people want easy. Okay? And this is not a political thing. But you listen to any salesman, preacher, politician, or whatever that's promising to solve the problems for the masses. And people are all in because the amount of work they needed to do was to go to a certain place, and now they can even do it online or whatever, right, and flip a switch. And now they will expend a whole shit ton of energy justifying their decision and their position, even if the other person is doing a crappy job. Because they have to be right. Ego can't be wrong. 
But at least they're all in, right? At least they're all in. But step one, make a decision, right? Well, there's these options. I don't know which one to pick because, you know, they're, they're equally good and equally bad. Well, then it doesn't matter then, does it? Pick one. Right? I would highly recommend that you know where you're going so you can ask yourself which one of these things will move me in a given direction. That'll narrow your list down. And then pick from there. If they're all going to at least temporarily move you in the right direction, pick one. Right? But once you choose it, commit to that. This is going to happen. Right? On Fudo, that's the flames. Right? That's that energy, that passion, that this will happen kind of thing. Right? And then step three is take massive action. Just go to town. Just, and for those of you who are not from the States and don't understand that, I don't mean put your shoes on and go hop in the car and drive to town. I know that's not what I mean. Right? I mean, just physically, just fucking start working on it. Take massive action. Again, massive action can plow through most problems. Right. He or she who just totally commits to something, even half assed, even if it was a kind of an OK decision. The people that commit to it. Right. Here's something that we think about. Right. Especially for my people or maybe you have a training group or um, or a martial arts school or anything like that. Right. OK. Martial arts instructors. Even senior students who are trying to, you know, help with recruitment and get new students in and all that spend way too much time talking about the features of the system that they're teaching or involved in. Like we've got like these these positions and we've got who gives a shit. People want to know that they're going to be able to handle some jackass that's coming at them or somebody that they care about. And it's going to be quick and easy to be able to resolve this thing. The least amount of wear and tear on me as possible. Right? I don't give a shit how. Right? You can be teaching them freaking iguana jutsu as long as it's there. But here's the thing. It's not about that. Right? You should be talking about the thing that they really want to get out of it. Right? Like, we're going to put you through a, uh, a weightlifting regimen, and you're going to do HIIT training, and you can do some cardio, and we're going to do tri- – and uh, no. Okay? No. Accountability, structure, right, um, and, a, and a, uh, a goal. You're going to set the goal. We're going to provide the process and the structure and uh, accountability. You're going to check in so we can help you stay on track. Cool. Cool. Okay. But here's the big thing, and I just discovered this not too long ago, right? I don't have to convince somebody else that I'm right or the thing that we're doing is right, okay? What I have to convince them, I don't, I don't need to convince them so they believe it. I need to convince them that I believe it, that I believe it so much that... It's the only reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Because at the end of the day, most people, I mean, how many things do you buy that you're, 
I hope it works. <laughs> I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of selling hope, right? Although lots of people are buying hope. Okay? I hope this works. I hope I can become that warrior protector without having to change anything else about my beliefs, my uh my personal or my uh personality traits or the stuff I have to do. I, as long as I don't change any of that, I hope I can still become that warrior protector or that ninja or that samurai. I can't change that. Okay. All I can control is what I can control. Okay. And it's not difficult for me to believe that this stuff works because I've used it. Right. In my everyday life and against people that were trying to beat, break or kill me or somebody else. Okay. Not this mixed with something else. This. Okay. Now what I need to do is be able to communicate in a way that the other person understands that if this doesn't work, it's because you didn't follow the plan. Because I know the plan works. I know the process works. I know. I know. I'm a walking, talking example of the process. Okay? So, make a decision. Commit. Be all in on that decision. No wavering. And take massive action. Okay? The decision sounds like it's the easiest part. But it's not. Because we got to get over all the vacillating. Is this really the best plan? Is this really the right way? What do I stand to win? What do I stand to lose? Well, right now you stand to lose a shit ton of more time putting up with the problem you're facing if you don't make a freaking decision and start moving on it. People take way too much time to solve problems, which is why, I don't know, it's been what, weeks, months, years, decades? To get more training, to do more, to get this, to get that, to be with that person, to have the job I want. Right? Hatsumi Sensei has said it again and again. Right? He'll be saying it less. Right? Because we all know the state he's in if you've been following online. Right? Not getting healthier. But either way. He said it about himself, and he said it about other successful people, champions, superstars, whatever. Okay? They put in three times, minimum three times or more, in the amount of time, effort, money, passion, energy, or whatever to get where they're going. And most people aren't willing to do that. But as long as they're happy, I'm okay. So, but anyway, right? So when we're looking at, so what about these other elements? I'm only going to talk about the two other primary elements. Well, I'll talk about three because right? one's a secondary, but it's whatever, right? So this squinty eyes and furrowed brow, right, is just this intent. You know what it's like, right? You're just, mm, Intent on something, right? And so you're just boring a hole through it with your glare because you're just all focused on that thing, right? right? And the, the, the seed syllable, the bija for uh, fudomyo, kanman, right? Sounds an awful lot like come on, 
Let's go, right? Let's get this done, right? I didn't plan on talking about that one, but I just thought about it, okay? So we have one symbol for external issues and one symbol for internal issues. The sort of wisdom that cuts in all direction, right? That's to handle problems. Remember, they will inevitably pop up, okay? That's to handle external problems, right? Illusions, whatever. That could be, that could be, uh, public opinion. That could be cultural programming, social programming, whatever, right? Um, somebody telling you you can't do something, somebody telling you how difficult it's going to be, whatever, right? Uh, just get it out of the way, right? So that never will be going to pop up. So just I'm going to nix it, right? Well, what if they're right? Well, at the moment, I don't know that to be true. So, right, I'll know when I hit the wall, right? But chances are, since they didn't go as far as I'm trying to go, how the hell do they know, okay? Most people want to give you advice about shit they've never done because they were afraid to do it in the be to begin with. But I know a guy. I I I put up posted up a video a long long time ago. Uh, it was a knife defense thing. It was one of our uh, kata, and like it was just this little clip, right? I wasn't trying to let it you know lead in because most people don't want to hear me talking, right? In videos, they want to just like watch the watch the action, which is why our little clip of me doing a a yokoruki uh, footwork pattern, right, has what James uh, four times four hundred percent more views, right? At this point, there's probably close to, if not over, 400 views on that. The closest one behind it is on our mission statement, which has, has about 100. And then behind that is 50-something or whatever, right? So people want to see cool moves, right? Are they actually practicing the cool moves? Well, most aren't because they have to get off their ass, okay? So, but there's this sword. Right. Cutting through things. Right. If you were wrong, that's OK. Being wrong doesn't mean you have to stop. Being wrong means you need to analyze and reposition so you can keep on going. That's why it's the sword of wisdom. Right. Not the sword of stupidity. It's not Conan's sword. I'm just going to hack through shit. Right. Hope for the best until either I die or I get the bad guy. Right. Sword of wisdom. Okay, and then this coiled rope, this is about handling internal demons, right? Being afraid, right? Of course, right? I'm stepping into the unknown. I'm stepping into a future potential, a future me, right? All those kind of things, anxiety and all that kind of stuff that can come up, right? What about all these people that, you know, are going to, you know, look at him, Mr. So-and-so and whatnot. And, uh, fuck you, man. You don't want to hang out with us because we're not, you know, we're not good enough for you anymore. No, you're more than good enough for me. But apparently, you now have a problem with me because I'm moving in a given direction. Okay. So, but all of these things you're going to have to, you know, main, get control of, right? And then um, his fangs, the two fangs that he has, one is pointing up and one is pointing down, right? I know. He has an oral problem, right? But we're not going to get him a dentist, right? Because the one pointing up, right, is ascending energy, chi, Right. Up, uh, and the other one is descending energy. Ten. Right. Most people think that ten is is upward energy. It's not. Ten is descending energy. Chi is 
ascending energy, right? And the person, Jin, Tan Chi Jin, right? The, the uh, kanji character O for king or queen, right? Um, is these three horizontal slashes with a vertical bar, okay? Well, the middle bar is, is smaller, right? The middle uh, cross slash, right? But it's positioned equidistance between the two. That kanji, O for king or queen, right? is symbolic of the ten chi gene energy. And the gene, the person, right, this superior being, this this enlightened being, whatever, right, is positioned equidistant. So what we you know in the in the West we might say head in the clouds but feet firmly planted on the ground. Right? So heads focused on the vision, feet are focused on the tasks. Right? And then there's this balance. Right? So um, the the fangs right are pointing that way to symbolize this balance between these two energies right stay balanced stay focused be prepared to handle problems internal and external but above all you've made a decision stay resolute stay committed keep that resolve. Right. There's that platform that we're on. Right. Waves are crashing. Winds blowing. Right. Keep that internal fire burning. Right. And execute. Right. Get it done. Right. That's it. I mean, I know how simple it sounds. Simple to describe. Well, maybe not with all the background study that I've done. Right. But it's simple to describe, simple to lay out. Step one, do this. Step two, do the. Okay. But in all honesty, it depends on how far we've let the anchor drop. We still have to pull it up. We have to we have to get even keel, right? Because I don't know if you've ever seen uh, a pier or anchored ships in a storm. It's actually safer to be unanchored on the water, being tossed about and try to adjust and maneuver, right, ride the waves, than to have that anchor holding you in one spot. Because if there's a swell, it won't be swell, if you know what I'm saying, right? So anyway, um, but again, right, by doing this, right, by doing this, by having processes like this to handle uh, problems, right? We become solution-oriented, not problem-oriented, right? When a problem pops up, I get it. Acknowledge the problem, see it for what it is, but don't dwell on the damn thing, right? In Mikyo, there's this big thing about um, if you if you do that kind of thing, what ends up happening, because your mind is focused there, Karmically, you make the problem bigger, either because of all the energy you're putting into it or because of conceptualization. You now start thinking about how bad things could be and the outcome and, and oh, my God, what if this happens and what if that happens? And the, mount, the, the molehill turns into a mountain or the anthill turns into a molehill. And then that turn, you, know, you get the idea, right? But we see it for what it is and immediately switch to how do I solve this? Okay. Most recent thing, gas prices went up. 
Okay, I went, hmm, okay. Well, how do I need to fix that? I can't fix what they're doing with gas prices. And standing around and bitching about it, if I have no control over gas prices, does nothing. But doing nothing also does nothing, and I'm more at the whim of all this shit if I do nothing. Right? So, hmm. Okay. Guess we need to double down, right? Okay. I'm going to have to spend more on gas, but now I'm going to spend more effort, energy, money, or whatever on ads or promotion. Well, yeah. Okay. If I enroll a couple of extra students, I'm making more than extra for that, right? Or we, you know, promote more of the programs online, or I contact uh, or put some stuff out so that corporate uh, clients might contact me and want me to work on some things or whatever, right? But I'll do nothing, right? I focus on the solution. How can I handle that? Because standing around bitching about it does absolutely nothing, right? And then those are the people that feel like they're at the whim of the crooked bad guys and all. Who gives a shit if they're crooked? Right? I know that sounds odd, right? It sounds super counterintuitive. But I can't do anything about their crookedness because I'm not in a position of influence that I can have their asses nailed to the wall. So that's off the table, right? Can't do anything about how they set prices for gas because, one, I don't know enough about the process to know whether or not they're gouging me or where along the pipeline, pun intended, right, the problem occurred. And the people that we want to blame, right, the gas station on the corner or the petroleum company with their name there, right, They've got hundreds, if not thousands, of employees to pay. What if it came on barrels from, and people are going to start getting into a position, you know, political thing already, right? Well, if it was, if we had it here and we had it, and I'm not getting into that because I can't solve that. It will take too long and too much effort and energy to solve that. What do I have to solve? Putting gas in my car. And not harming my family because it costs more. That's the problem I have to solve. People get way too freaking whacked out about shit they can't solve. But it's great to have a whole bunch of allies that, that we're all bitching about the same thing. Makes me feel good because I'm part of a group. Yeah? Have you solved the problem? Nope. Maybe if we vote these people in, that'll solve the problem. How long is it going to take? What if it doesn't? What can I do relatively quickly to solve the problem? Now, please know that when I teach a lot of these things, I need to remind myself. And this is another, some of these things that I've been covering tonight, I had to remind myself. So... I'm having some problems. They need to be fixed. While I'm reminding myself of the process and working the process, I figure, you know what, this would be a really good time to make this a topic for Kuden because now I'm not just solving the problem and I'm not just teaching you a process to solve problems, killing two birds with one stone. And my subconscious is listening to the lessons as though my teacher were teaching them to me again. Anyway, James, questions, comments, complaints? I saw the numbers rise. I saw the numbers fall. 
should I start wearing my, like my training t-shirt and a gi top or whatever and my Jimbo Woody? Would that make people like stay on more? Cause like it looks like they're being taught by like, you know, a Dai Shihan cause I'm, I've got my superhero costume on or uh, is this okay? I mean, I'm, I'm, this is a serious question to anybody listening now or in the future on a recording, right? Would it people make people feel more warm and fuzzy? Would I be more believable if I dressed a certain way? Would I be more acceptable? <laughs> so, <laughs> those of you on Stitcher and all that are probably wondering, wait, why the long pause? Because I was making my body language match my, would I be more acceptable? Kind of, <laughs> kind of words. <laughs> so anyway, I'm such an ass, all right? Only the reality to that, too, is I'm both a teacher and an ass. It depends on the tuning of the mind that's listening to the lesson. Okay. Just think about that. Anytime somebody's an asshole to you, to you, by definition, right? I don't care if they're coming at you or anything else, right? What's really happening? They're violating one of your morals, your ethics, your beliefs, whatever, or grading against one of your personality traits. Uh, and so, so we go right back to the decision-making, <laughs> right? Get away from them, try to negotiate something, or readjust your own mindset, right? Um, it's just too easy in today's world for people to default to bitching and complaining. And nothing gets done. Well, something does get done. On a cellular level, you recreate yourself to make it easier for you to be pissed off or anxious or depressed or whatever about those triggered things or those things that trigger those states. That's science. That's not my belief system. It'd be helpful if our belief system were like, you know, in tune with natural laws and stuff. But, hey, you know, whatever. Some people like swimming upstream. Because I can't. And so, hey, ignorance is bliss, right? If I don't know that I'm going to die after I accomplish the goal, then, you know, just keep on going. Questions, comments, complaints? I know you're filtering. I just, Jimmy said hi. Uh, old wage training said good evening, sir. Sorry we always get to these things late, but, like, I just jump in and go, so... Philip Jones is on, said good evening. Hey, Phil. And he said, no, you dress fine. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I dress fine as long as it's not a fine dress. (laughs) Aaron said superhero costumes are always cool. Of course they are. I prefer to dress like a homicidal maniac. They look like everyone else. <laughs> I went to a I went to a costume party dressed like that one time. It was like costumes are mandatory. I showed up at the door. Freaking my polo shirt, slacks. People are like, you know what we said? Costumes are I'm wearing a costume. What do you mean costume? I'm a homicidal maniac. We looked like everyone else. After they were finished laughing, they let me in. 
It was better than going as a dictator. I was just going to drop a potato in my pants. Get it? <laughs> and that just made Erin roll her eyes because her sensitivities, even after having four children, right, don't allow for those kind of things to touch her, uh, her ears. Anyway, you watch. We'll get a YouTube strike for that one. How dare you speak like an adult? And sometimes I, I speak that way because I want to push buttons on sensitivities on certain people because if you need people to speak a certain way and present themselves a certain way and to be a certain way before you accept the lesson, you're, man, you really risk being duped more easily. Like I have several mentors and I absolutely call them mentors that I don't speak the way they do. Um, like their, some of their personality traits. God, they really great on me. But you know what? They're where I want to be many times over. So <laughs> why would I not want to learn their processes to even get part of the way? Right? You know, it's like people that, you know, they, they go to church or whatever, right? Or they go to a, they join an organization or whatever, and then, the lessons that are taught or the sermon or whatever, right? Well, I don't believe that to be true. So I'm going to, I'm going to go. So it doesn't matter. And again, I'm going to borrow this stuff, right? It doesn't matter if that's God's words. It doesn't matter if that's truth. It doesn't matter whatever, right? What matters is, wait, you're going to determine truth and then go do this thing because that's what good people do or you're going to join this group because that's what you're supposed to do, whether it's Toastmasters or whatever, right? But you've decided that you're already there. You're already smarter than everybody else. D do you hear the <laughs> do, you, do you hear the weirdest freaking little loop that's going on that wow. Anyway, it is what it is. And then everybody's cup of tea. And don't touch mine. Especially if it's matcha. I go to Japan. I go to a, like the first time we go into a sushi restaurant that has like the carousel and all that. Right. Stuff you have to ask for here and you have to ask for extra or whatever. Because you get this little little thing of, of uh, pickled ginger and you get this little thing of uh, wasabi or whatever. You get, you know, your teas brought to you. They've already mixed it up and stuff. Right. You sit down. And there is a friggin' box of pickled ginger right there. There's a little faucet in front of you uh, for, you know, hot water, right? A little little container with the, the matcha to make your tea however you like to drink it, right? And then there's wasabi. And I sit down, and I love that pickled ginger, man. I sit down, I look at whoever's sitting next to me, and I point at the box, and I go, the mother load. <laughs> it's just, it's, so, anyway. It's all good. All right. Um, I don't hear anything else. So um, I heard through the grapevine, actually, I read the email, um, that Phil can't make it work for fall camp. Boo, hiss. Right? Do you need me to send a, a, a note to somebody that says you're too well to attend that commitment so you can come do training you really want? Uh, I don't know that it would work, but <laughs> I would send a to whom it may concern. Phil is too well to attend your function. He must. <laughs> uh, but he's going to make it to that comeo side. 
uh, or at least that's the plan at the moment, right? So that'd be cool. Um, uh, fall camp, <laughs> September 30th, October 1st and 2nd. However, uh, James just uh, noticed that we have a glitch on the website, so there's stuff in the works to try to get that fixed here in the next day or two. So we're working on workaround things. So if you're looking to register for something, if there was a program you were looking to jump into or whatever, and you bump into the website and you got a problem, send an email, right, warriorc or support at warrior-concepts-online.com. Tell us what you're trying to do. If you're trying to register for something, I can manually generate like a PayPal link or something like that, get it to you. Same thing with programs and all that. We have backup pages and things like that. So if there's a glitch in the system, we can at least get you started where you need to go and what you need to be working on, okay? So don't let a little glitch like that happen because you know and I know that if you don't do it when you think about doing it and you don't set an alarm on your freaking phone or whatever you need to do to kick yourself in the ass, life will get in the way and the next thing you know, it's gonna be a month and a half later or a year and a half later and you're going to be no farther ahead than you are right now. Okay? So let's let's work the process. Okay? It's been working for centuries. Right? Let's not be those people who are like, well, like, you know, human beings have gotten this far by trial and error and working things out and, you know, figuring out what doesn't work because that'll kill them and how to get along and work in a social structure and things like that. And yes, we still have problems, but we're still working on them. So things will be, you know, continually be better and all and stuff like that. No, no, no. What we're going to do is we're just going to trash the whole damn thing and start again at scratch. Like I'm all for that. I can go out to the woods. I can go to a cave and freaking live. How about you? Because I don't think these people understand what they're saying either. They want all this bad stuff, I'm making air quotes with people audio only, um, to go away. But they never consider the fact that what we're talking about is going back to what? Wood, metal, paper, and glass as far as what things are made out of. Because I get it, you know, but no, no more petroleum except all this 90% of what we're using to communicate this way are all made out of petroleum. All your plastics, all your synthetics, right? All your flexible uh, fiber optics, all that kind of stuff. It's all made of, right? So now what? Uh, and I, I, I absolutely do believe we will figure it out. But to scrap it all and create massive struggle or, you know, to harm. There was a previous election where somebody said, you know what? Let's just cause a major financial crisis. That'll unseat these other people over here, except who was going to pay the price. Everybody just trying to feed their family. So we need to make this bad enough that the rich guys suffer, but who's going to suffer first? And who's going to suffer last? They didn't care because you know what? while they were taking the position that they were for the little guy, they're filthy rich. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, but I don't have time for that kind of stuff. I catch it in passing because as a ninja, that's part of knowing what's going on in my world. But I don't, I don't obsess on it. If I can't fix it and it has nothing to do with me getting where I'm going, right, and the amount of time I've given myself, I don't have time for that shit. Okay. 
it sucks finite energy. It sucks energy out of finite stores that I have. And we have a choice. When a problem pops up, I don't give a shit what it is. Internal, external, social, whatever. A problem pops up, we have a choice. We can dump our energy into the problem and get no farther ahead, hoping what? They'll grow a conscience or the crusader will come in and save us. Or we can take the same amount of energy and dump it into a solution because I'm clear about what I need right now. Whether it's still getting putting gas in the car and feeding the family or getting that second, third, sixth dojo in place, licensees around the world, right, using the warrior concept systems to make their school run easier, more smoothly, right, whatever. Get that next Fortune 500 workplace violence consulting client. Those are things that I have control over. Not whether or not they say yes or not, but whether or not they even know I exist. So, again, I'm not trying to be liked. If you like me, that's great. Okay? But I'm not trying to be liked. I'm trying to be known. Because if you don't know me, if you don't know about the stuff that we have going on, I can't help. Okay? And like they say in marketing, word of mouth is the best form of marketing. Yeah. Well, who the hell is going to say anything about me if I don't? Word of mouth starts right here. Without sounding like a carnival barker. Step right up. I'll guess your weight. (laughs) They make a lot of money on being wrong. Most people think they're just getting screwed over. And how do you make any money doing that? No, you don't understand. You don't understand. That's a math problem right there. Anyway. All right. Anything else? Anyone else? Phil said yes, please, on your letter. Don't. <laughs> 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 to whom it may concern, Philip Jones is too well to attend. You're <laughs> That's different than a letter of recommendation, right? <laughs> instead of a, instead of a, a, what do you call them? A sick, uh, what do you call those things when you send an excuse to the, for the kid because they were, they were off uh, sick or whatever, right? An excuse, right? So instead of sending one of those, I'm going to send a wellness Right. It's a wellness letter. (laughs) It's not an excuse. Right. (laughs) Anyway. Right. All right. So, um, you know what? Let's do this Uh, for next week's Kuden. How about if you not make me pick a topic? Warrior C at warrior-concepts-online.com. Pick a topic. I'll pick the one that I think uh, will serve the most people. Remember, no physical techniques because all this, this ends up on YouTube and a little bit on Facebook and stuff like that. But it's circulated, distributed across all the podcast things. They're not visual. So you can ask technique questions. You can ask strategy questions or whatever, but they have to be things that um, I can explain, not demonstrate. 
Okay. But Kuden is really more about becoming the warrior who can act and get things done and, and things like that, right? It's not about the technique. It's not about the trick. It's about the process. But hey, could even be a question about something that Sensei taught it, Hatsumi Sensei taught at some point or whatever. I'm okay with any of those. But how about if you give me a break and um, that way it'll help me reserve some of my energy and you tell me what you want. What would, what topic that if you got it, you even got it a little bit and started making progress in a certain area, uh, um, that would make this even more valuable for you. And again, I'm speaking to every individual you watching or listening. And if you're listening to a podcast and it's after what is next week's thing here, let me bring up my calendar. September 3rd. So if it's after September 3rd, you missed your opportunity. But you can always send things in. I'm always open to those things. You didn't really miss your opportunity, right? Uh, it'd be great if every week, James knows, it'd be great if every week ideas and topics and questions came in so I could make this even more valuable because I'd be teaching on the stuff that you want to hear. That would tell me who's training and who's processing stuff and who's who's really engaged with their training. That speaks volumes. Teachers always know who's practicing, not just by looking at improvement from one class to another, because that says the person practiced outside of class, but also in the topics that they inquire about and the quality of the questions that they ask. That's how we know. So stop being like everybody else. Be the one. Be the guy or be the girl who is going to be the one that everybody else will be able to depend on, no matter what the problem is. That's the number one thing that's been said this past week between friends and family, even my own kids, right? No matter what happens, no matter how bad the problem is, Dad, you're always the one solving it. You're always the one uh, there. And it's not me ringing my bell. It's just that I'm able to take those kind of things on. If there's grief involved or whatever, I can manage that or postpone it, whatever, because it needs to be done. The situation needs to be clearly seen and it needs to be handled. So instead of me sitting back and watching chaos because frantic people who have no control of their emotions or don't know anything about process that's going on, whether it's relationships or the legal system or whatever's going on, right, then no. I've always said if I'm going down and if, if I'm on a plane that's going down in flames, I'll be steering. <clears throat> so I work for myself because I can pull this fat ass up, <laughs> Get it, right? Uh, I've got I've got a chance all the way down. Different than sitting back or being like the rats that are, you know, abandoning the ship. 
or sitting back and bitching and complaining the whole time it's nose diving because you're still bitching about the people that are flying the boat or flying the ship, flying the plane, whatever the hell it is, right? What the hell are we flying? <laughs> yeah, so, um, but anyway, it is what it is, right? <clears throat> and I think a lot of us have that superhero or warrior protector uh, mentality, that drive, right? But I think a lot of us are also stymied, stifled, because we were taught a long time ago to not rock the boat and to do things a certain way. And you can't be the person that is going to be the, got to be the, 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 the one handling it, you know, and you can delegate and stuff like that, but you can't be, you can't be worried about everybody else's opinion and getting the job done at the same time. If you think Elon Musk gives a flying shit about what anybody else thinks about Elon Musk, you are high. Same thing with Trump. Same thing. And I don't care. I don't care what you think of them, um, because this is not a political thing. I'm not just picking and choosing, right? Any high performer, any any person that's gotten to that kind of position, does not have. It's not. It's not about being a sociopath or whatever, right? They're so focused on accomplishing the goal, upon accomplishing the mission. Right. That if they worried about what everybody else was saying and thinking and, and whatever in their direction, well, who the hell would be inventing anything? Who would be, you know, who would be who would own the the major businesses that most of us work for? When I say us, I'm throwing myself into the ring, but I don't work for anybody but me. Right. So. But, you know. I mean, bitching about the, the company that you work for, or who's getting what or whatever is like lighting the toilet paper roll on fire while you're trying to go to the bathroom. And it's <laughs> the hell <laughs> I, I need that. <laughs> right. I'm, I, I need it or I'm going to need it. But so <laughs> just, I just made that up. Is that pretty cool? Anyway. <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> Any other questions or comments? No, sir. No. All right. Well, Again, it was a pleasure. You guys know what the next step is. Fall camp, September 30th, October 1st, 2nd. Dicomio Sai is the weekend of January, I think, 6th, 7th, and 8th, uh, 2023. Uh, get, get in those things. Um, let us know if there's a program you've been dying to jump onto or schedule a, a complimentary coaching call, right? Get, get out of the, the hunt and peck kind of thing, which we used to call typing, right? Um, and into like, you know, the inner circle where like you just have access to all kinds of things and you get like, it's not just Kuden and, you know, these high level kind of things. And then I'm going to cover these and then you're going to make it, make it work. Inner circle guys, they're, we have weekly coaching calls, specific questions are answered specifically, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, you know, if you want the help, right. If you want the help, but you're still trying to find a best time, well, then I wish you well because there's never going to be a best time. All right? So the proverbial hell will freeze over before that happens. All right. All right. That's it. James, thank you again very much. I will talk to you, I guess, in a few minutes. Everybody else, talk to you again next time. Be safe. I would say train hard, but... I'm going to leave that up to you, right? Ultimately, it's your choice. Either way, I hope so, though. Talk to you soon.